Hi, and welcome to a fun Q&A episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. So every week in my client check-ins, I ask them if they have any questions for the podcast. And I have gotten some incredible questions recently. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I have to admit, I'm a little bit nervous just because I normally write out my podcast. They take me a long time to write out and edit, but I wanted this to be a little bit more kind of off the cuff. So I do have some notes here to guide my responses to these questions, but uh, this is going to be pure Jillian giving both opinion and fact and information and guidance in hopefully what will not be too long of a podcast episode because I am going to do just one question at a time. So this podcast will answer one question. The next time I do this, I'll answer another one. If you are not a client of mine and you would still like to ask a question, you can do that. Just shoot it over to me via Instagram and I'm happy to answer that. And the last sort of housekeeping thing before we hop into the question for today is that if you are listening to this and you would like to work with me in any capacity, please, please, please check out the links in the show notes. You can set up a free call with me if you want to learn more. You can read client testimonials to kind of hear a little bit about how my clients have have experienced the coaching process. And you can also get your name on the wait list for my group program which if you are listening to this in June of 2022, you definitely want to get your name on that list because I am running this as a beta group. You are going to be able to get a huge discount on the course enrollment, and it takes you through the six most important fundamental habits of what I've seen over the last six plus years of coaching, create incredible relationships with food and true confidence and self-trust in eating habits and mindset around food. So make sure that you are on that list. It is bitesize.ck.page slash confident eater. Again, you'll find that in the show notes. And with that, my friends, here is this incredible question from one of my clients. So I am changing any sort of identifying characteristics. I'm not going to say names here, but the question is this. How to interact with family members slash coworkers slash casual acquaintances who portray the toxic diet culture beliefs that we are working so hard to change in our own minds. For example, my friend would not stop proudly talking about how she only uses the treadmill to burn calories. She specifically said, I stop when I reach 200 calories. And I just think this is so toxic and damaging. So first of all, I want to recognize that when you are working towards creating a new identity or a new belief structure around anything, when you hear people reflecting an old belief structure or something that you had believed for a long time, you may feel those pricks of like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, what if what I'm doing is wrong? Or, you know, what if, what if I'm not on the right path or should I go back to those old behaviors? And this is where you get to kind of coach yourself, right? You can acknowledge that this is someone's opinion. This is the way that someone believes something to be true. And you can tell yourself, I really like to use self-talk intentionally to say, okay, I hear this. This is some a way that I used to think. This is not how I think anymore. And this is not true because of this reason, this reason, and this reason. This is where using the, and if you're my client, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not my client, I talk a lot about, is this fact or is this feeling? 
And so when we look at something like this, you know, talking about, oh, I only exercise to burn calories. And maybe we notice in our heads, like, oh my gosh, well, should I start exercising more to burn more calories? And then you get to ask yourself, is that a factor? Is that a feeling? And you might say in your head, oh no, like I know that the reasons why I exercise are not related to calorie burn. And I could do an entirely other podcast why that's important to recognize and, and some ways to look at exercise that aren't just about calorie burn. And then you can notice that like, it is a feeling that I feel like I need to burn more calories through exercise. Then you get to list out all of the facts for why that's not a thing that you believe anymore. So I just wanted to mention that before. Also really important here. And this, you guys, if, if you have been listening to me talk or you know me or you're a client of mine or you've heard me on Instagram, you know that I am a opinionated person. I, I say that setting boundaries is my superpower. And also it's really, I feel really passionate about education and educating people and helping people know what's right. If you're an Enneagram person, I'm an Enneagram eight. So that means that justice and truth is really important to me. But something that I've had to learn over the years is that everyone is entitled to their own opinions, even if those opinions are absolute bullshit. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. They can say whatever they want. We get to choose what we take in and what we don't, right? There's so much stuff out in the world that we can't control the things that come into our circumstances, but we can decide what we take in. So we get to filter, hey, is this information that I want to pay attention to or is this information I don't want to pay attention to? And so if this is something that affects you, and it's normal if it affects you, you are a human with compassion and empathy. And these things, you know, the part of the question was how to interact with family members who portray toxic diet culture. And this is something I've dealt with in my own life, with my own family. And so there are kind of three main things that I found are really, really, or not comfortable, really, really helpful in sort of quote unquote, building your armor in these situations, because these situations will continue to come up and there are ways to mitigate them. Um, you know, really extreme could be just like, hey, you don't hang out with your family anymore. That doesn't sound like a fantastic option. So we're gonna go ahead and build some armor and here's how we're gonna do it. So the first thing that I wanna talk about is values and strengthening your own self-trust. The reason why all of my one-on-one -on -one clients and the entire first module of the Confident Eater program are based around understanding your values and creating values-based goals. The reason why that, that, that's so important is understanding what your core values are builds your trust in your own decision-making skills. And the reason why is because if you know that, you know, for example, uh, health is important to you, you've educated yourself on health, you actually understand what that means to you, it is a lot easier to say, hey, this person is talking about something that doesn't align with my core value of health. This is something that I'm going to smile and nod and filter out. And so understanding your core values, having your values-based goals very clear, strengthens your faith in your own knowledge and the path that you are currently on. When you're kind of shaky or you don't have a really clear set of of values, it's a lot easier for someone else's comments or someone else's opinion or someone else's like quote unquote fake news to push you off of the path that you're on with a comment like this. 
And so this is where working on internal validation rather than external validation is super important and values help with that because you can journal on, hey, how do these things align or not align with my values? Or one thing that I really like to do is I like to speak to myself intentionally. So we often have reactive self-talk of, you know, someone saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going to eat all of that. And your self-talk is like, oh my gosh, am I going to eat all of that? Oh my gosh, is this going to make me fat? Maybe they're right. And this is where we get to use intentional coaching and intentional self-talk to say, hey, voice in my head, it's okay that I feel this way, but I know that this is not true and here are the facts. And so I can acknowledge that this person is saying this comment and I can also choose to act differently. So if you are not under, if you don't understand your core values or you, you don't, you're not clear on them, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will share with you a, um, a an exercise that can be really helpful. There's also, we have an entire Be Well Cartel episode on how to understand your values, your priorities, all of that. So I will link that in the show notes. And that episode is also really helpful for point two that I'm going to talk about, which is when these toxic diet culture things or body comments or food comments come up, it may be really helpful for you to practice setting boundaries. I understand that some people, especially, you know, casual acquaintances, like maybe you're just like, you know what, I don't want to worry about setting boundaries. I'm just going to smile and nod. And I know that that person's opinion or what that person said isn't important to me because they're not a person that is that important to me. And so I think I heard something recently that was like the only opinions that matter, like if you're, if they're financing you, fucking you or feeding you or something, then they're, then no, I don't think feeding you is the last one. I don't remember what it was, but essentially what this meant to say is that unless this is someone that is truly important to you in your life, their opinions should not be that important to you. Right. And sometimes, as I said, it's some, sometimes it's easier to just nod and smile, internally reassure yourself that that is their opinion. And it is not based on a fact that you choose to believe anymore. And for others, if they are closer to you, it may be really helpful to set a clear boundary. And so for me personally, I've talked about this before, but I had to set a really clear boundary with my dad around food and body comments. And what that looked like was actually saying to him specifically. So first I had to notice what didn't feel good for me. And that indicated to me what I wanted to set a boundary around. And I, what I said to him multiple times, this took, this took, like repeating not a million times, but various times for the boundary to stick. So if you set a boundary and that boundary is not upheld, it is your responsibility to reinforce that boundary. Other people, it is not their responsibility to uphold it because other people are going to try and step all over your boundaries. So just be, be, un, be comfortable with that. I mean, you don't need to be comfortable with it, but know that that will happen. And so, for example, the boundary I set with my dad was I said to him, I was like, dad, I know you're not doing this because you're trying to cause me harm or, or upset in any, in any way, but I would really prefer if you would not comment on how much I ate, what I ate or what my body looks like. I know you love me and you care about me, but this is damaging to me in my work on improving my relationship with food. And I repeated that to him over and over. And I will tell you that now he does not comment on what I eat or what my body looks like. And it feels really good. But I had to repeat that boundary to him over and over. 
And the key part here, I think, was explaining how this affects me, not saying you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't comment on people's food or people's bodies. It was, this is affecting me. So for my sake, will you please not comment on it? And you can, some people, for some people, if it is really affecting you, you may need to like excommunicate that person for a little while. I think when it comes to people that are, are you know, people are really deep in this, that's where you get to evaluate, like, do I want to be in contact with this person? Which sounds really drastic, but that is your choice. And I think when, it, when it's someone like a friend, you know, a friend may be dealing with some of the same things that you're working on, but she, she is not at that place yet. So it may simply be helpful to be like, hey, I would really prefer if we could talk about something else. I'm trying to not, you know, talk about how much I eat or, you know, I'm trying to create a better relationship with food. And so I don't want to talk about calories. Like you get to choose if you, if you participate in that conversation or not without being argumentative. And the last point I wanna make on this is understand that some people have no interest in knowing the truth behind their statements. They have no interest in fact, right? So this is where like in the question, you know, it was like my friend would not stop proudly talking about how she only uses the treadmill in order to burn calories. Like she's probably not that interested in understanding that the calorie burn on a treadmill is horribly incorrect or that only exercising to burn calories is not actually that effective. Like that information is probably not something she's that interested in. It may be. And that's where you can get curious and ask questions be like, Hey, I've learned some new things about exercise recently. Like, would you like to know them? That's an option. But many people understand that especially health and fitness beliefs are very emotional. And so people have an emotional tie to believing this thing. And so many people are simply not interested in changing that belief. And we need to accept that, that if they're not ready to challenge that belief structure, we will be much happier people if we can simply let that be something in our lives that we cannot control, right? Personally, I used to try to change people's minds. Like I am I'm a nutrition coach. I have a lot of knowledge about nutrition and exercise and all of those things. I used to spend so much time and energy trying to be like, this is why this is real. And in fact, with my dad, for example, he had this strong belief that sodium was really bad for you or no, sorry, salt was really bad for you. So at one point I actually asked him, would you like to actually look at the research and know if this is true or not so that we can understand if this belief is valid? And he said, yes right? But he could have easily said no. And this is where I get to choose. Do I continue to fight this topic or do I simply smile? And I say, thank you for your concern. I would prefer if you did not comment on how much salt I put on my food and move on. So I'm also going to link, especially with food and body comments, I'm going to link a post that I did and I'll probably repost it soon because I think it's a really helpful post on Instagram. Um, and if there are any questions that come out of this episode, please bring them to me. I hope this is helpful. I hope this is one that you want to share with friends and family members that may be struggling with their own relationship with food or their own goals and, and trying to develop a more solid um, faith in themselves because it can be really, really hard when you're trying to change things. And from the outside, you're hearing conflicting information and know that if you are clear on your core values and where you're in what direction you're heading in, it becomes a lot easier to let this stuff roll off your back. So again, if you want to talk to me about coaching or any of my programs, you can that information is in the show notes. Uh, any questions that you may have, 
go ahead and shoot them over to me on Instagram at Bite Size Nutri. And I will see you again very soon for another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast.